Yo, what's up? I'ma kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right Here we go. Ah, we'd like to say good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Church Information in Open Forum. I'm Marion Barnett, your host. We hear each and every Saturday morning from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. And uh, we're here to bring, inform you, uh, talk with you, hear what you've got to say. But we got so much going on. This is a weekend, weekend of Juneteenth, weekend Father's Day, and things are happening around uh, Juneteenth and uh, the march in Fort Worth, Ms. Opali. And uh, we we were looking at things that are going on. Now, um, she's having a march. I think she started there. Uh, what's the name of the street? I know it right there. It goes right. One of the main drags right there in Fort Worth. I have been for years. They start there in March, they say two and a half miles. And when we look at this whole thing about that march and what to do, what are you going to participate? Uh, there are those with the opinion, we don't want to divide that. I don't want to hurt a march. I'm not for it, but I, I don't want to hurt it because she has a lot of spunk and things. But uh, yeah, I have to be careful. And we as a people have to be careful. Uh, there's such thing as what they classify as safe Negroes. Now, a Tatiana Jefferson's trial is being played with and delayed in everything you think of. And I, I, I guarantee you that won't come up at this march. Uh, the things that are really, really, that's really on our minds, that's really against us, we, we have people that will say they're civil rights leaders, but they won't address the tough things. They won't hit things straight up like they, where they're supposed to. They won't call those out who are doing wrong, but just let them slide. And they won't give you any bad publicity. Well, we, we, we have got to call it out. This, this man, this Aaron Dean, the police when they killed her, that murdered her, don't want to go to trial. Isn't this something? Isn't this something? And we don't want them to try to give him time served this time he's been out of jail since they've been delayed and everything. He, uh, he might even have nerve enough to ask for that. It's one of those things, one of those things. And when we get to the point whereas we go to trial and that trial is unfair, I'll speak very poorly of you in Fort Worth. Have to stay on top of these things. Have to call for this trial to come on off now. Supposed to start our when? Twenty third of this month? Sometime this this coming week? What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do about this? We need these things to come forth. Need these things. 
how trial needs to go, and it needs to be fair punishment for this police officer, our former police officer. They, they disown him now. And this is this, this judge, uh, David Hagerman. He needs, he, I don't know. Uh, is he going to delay it? He says he's not going to delay it again and then again. He might, if he do. I don't know. Maybe he needs to be removed. Maybe he needs to be removed from this particular trial. What do you all think about this in Fort Worth? What are you going to do? Are you going to do something? Are you going to speak up something? This is Juneteenth. It's more than barbecues, watermelon, and soda, red soda pop. What are we going to really do with this day? Did we have to have uh, the United States Congress to tell us we can celebrate? Uh, can we do this on our own? Juneteenth up until... 1964 was second only to Christmas as far as for celebration for black people. It was just about biggest Christmas, Juneteenth. But when they passed the Civil Rights Bill, we thought we had arrived and we cut down on the celebrations after July 2nd, 1964. Well, now there are those who brought it back and really it has caught fire in almost all 50 states. Others were celebrating this more than black people. But when General Gordon Granger came to Galveston and told the blacks they were free, which was more than two years late. It should have been done January 1st, 1863, instead of 19th of June, 65. But we still, for some way, somehow, can't seem to get it together and have to have the United States Congress. Have to have a white man tell us to celebrate. I've always celebrated it ever since. I was going to do a little something. I was going to do something <coughs> on Juneteenth because I want to do a little because we ha we're not free yet. See, and then we some of us start saying, well, we just celebrate the fourth. Any black person celebrate the fourth ought to be taken out and whipped. You know why? A white man asked England for its independence and he fought and got his, but he didn't give us ours. Why? He fought for his, but we failed to fight for ours. We got people too afraid to even speak up or speak out. This is sad. This, uh, this, this, week, this weekend, 
ought to be happy and joyous. These celebrations going on. But I'm not. I'm sad. I don't feel good over this. Feel good over nothing. How do you feel? Are you glad to be celebrating Juneteenth? And the United States Congress has I said this is your holiday. Uh, what is it? What is it? President Biden signed it. And oh boy, we, we're rolling. What do you think? Is it progress? Uh, digress. Is this progress? Now, I don't want to ring on that parade. But the thing about it, you can go out and march, but let it be a day of learning, teaching our young people how big this day really was and what it was really all about. The old people. I had a great-grandmother that was born into slavery taught me about slavery. I was a little bitty boy, but I'll never forget it. It's been on my mind ever since. How she, Grandma taught me, we called her Grandma, taught me how they lived. And that's been on my mind ever since. This is why I can't take a holiday and play with it. Because our people were treated so bad, still is. And this is nothing to play with. What about this? What about playing? Are we just, are we going to celebrate something we don't have? Celebrate an illusion? Celebrate something that's really not real? What are we celebrating? What will we be? Y'all come on, call me this morning. Y'all quiet this morning for some reason. Maybe I'm raining on y'all's parade, but uh, it's got to be real. And we need to be real, people. Are you waiting? You gonna celebrate? The 4th of July, I mean 4th of July, or 4th of July. Oh, yeah, they got their freedom. And turn around. And wouldn't turn that freedom over to us. Oh, no. No, there's still so much discrimination, bigotry, hatred, ignorance going on in America. But we still will be out there I guess barbecuing on the fourth, eating, having yourself a good time, running your blood pressure up. What about this? What about this? What about this? This is utterly ridiculous. Oh, we 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 should be feeling good. We should with all this going on. January sixth. 
and you, if you've been watching those hearings, you will see how bad a shape this country really is in. I don't care what they come up with. Ooh, you've got just a smidgen, but there are thousands there in Washington. There are those who are going to try who would rather destroy this republic than to live freely in it with us. There are those who would rather destroy this country than to live in it having the rub elbows as a free human being with black people. Don't ever think we are free. People, we need to wake up and quit pretending that we're free. Yes, you might have neighbors, might have friends that smile and say hello to you at the grocery store or something. Maybe, maybe, maybe on the job they're friends. But you're far from being free in this country. Look how they're acting. Shaquille O'Neal is moving to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. He's moving, I think, up in Allen or somewhere around here. And he's being celebrated. One man moving to town. Shaq is not going to live here permanently. He'll be here doing, uh, you know, sometimes. What do y'all think about this? They're making a big deal out of it. Tomorrow, Father's Day. Father's Day. What about it? Black fathers? What are we doing? We shouldn't be sitting back just planning to receive gifts. We should be putting it together. Putting things together. And how to get our children, grandchildren, all of them educated, get them rolling and teach them about our play. What about it? 972-647-1893 is the number to call. All righty, Pierre, what do you, who do we have? Good morning, and uh, we have a Beverly on uh, line uh, two. Beverly? Yeah, Beverly. All righty. Good morning, Beverly. Good morning, and happy Father's Day, all you men. Oh, thank you, Beverly. Thank you. Uh, you know what? You mm. are hitting it right on the head. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I you very much. I love you. We need to talk about this. I'm mm -hmm. like you. I was celebrating Juneteenth before Juneteenth got here. My <laughs> grandmother and them celebrated it. Oh, um, yes. You know, I feel like this is a slap in the face. And I'm going to tell you why I feel like it's a slap in the face. Because when they was going around doing those Asian people like that, they made them totally free. Biden took their pen and he wrote down a law for them. And I told him to pick that pen back up and do it for us because we are not free. Mm -hmm. Well, 
Do you think we needed Biden to sign that we uh, we can celebrate? He's not going to sign anything. They all in a pack. This is all designed to keep us down because they know we will be uh, flourishing. We were flourishing before they came through the start knocking us down. I look at Ukraine over there, and I, I feel the same pain that they're going through that we went through. Well... Now, he made it a federal holiday. I have to give him, he did that. He might have meant well. And most people will feel pretty good over that. But, when I say most people, I'm talking most black people. Uh, what are you talking about? And if the, these are people who don't know really how big this holiday once was. It was gigantic. It was big. This was a big time. We we didn't need nobody to to tell us to celebrate or what. That no, white man knew we, that white man knew we wasn't gonna come to work that day. Mm. He didn't even like expect it. it. He didn't say nothing about it. He told us to have a have a, a good holiday. He knew this. But Pastor Barnett, this is a joke. This is a joke. It took them over two years to let Texas know that they was free and you really wasn't free, not like they was upstate, because they got their 40 acres and a mule. What is freedom when we still on our behind? Well, so you are against, really, the holiday period, huh? Yes. There are a lot of people, there are a lot of people I've talked to. Most are for it. But there are a lot of people, don't fool yourself, feel the same way you do. Said you find out two and a half years later that we ought to be cursing this day, let alone. You know what? They should not be incarcerating us. They should not be killing us. They should not be doing anything to us. In fact, we ought to have free homes like they bring these people over here and give them, what's they call that, uh, what is that they give them? Oh, visas. We, mm-hmm. And the money you're sending over there to Ukraine, that's a joke. That money should be that's coming billions. to us. Billions. That money should be us. Well, here's what, what the, the whole irony of that situation in Ukraine. Why didn't they join NATO? Why aren't they a part of it? But instead, we, we, we paying for them. We paying for them to, and may end up sending troops over there. I hope not. I hope not. Well, you know, I heard on the news yesterday that some American people over there is coming up missing. That's why I said we need, you know what? America has created all of these problems. And I don't feel sorry for her. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of people feeling the way you do. Mm-hmm. The chicken has come to roost. Yeah. They have run out of alibis. They, they can't lie anymore. <laughs> okay. All Have right. Have a good one. Okay. Have a good one. Thank you. Excellent line nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. All right, I'm uh, Got a break, and I'll take your calls as soon as we come back.
All right, we are back and ready to take your calls. And you can reach us at 972-647-1893. You lighted up all the lines, all righty. Uh, who do we have? Bring bring me one on, Pierre. I'm sorry, can you repeat? All righty, who do we have? Can you spell my name? Yeah, he is flooded out with calls, okay. Yes, nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Thank you. All of you calling, just hang on to the lines. We'll get to you. We'll get to you. Yeah, we'll get to you. What's talk about what's going on in this world? Right, right. Yes. Bring line three on as soon as you get a chance. This is oldest call on there. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. We have a brother Andrew on the line three. Brother Andrew. Yeah. All righty. Good morning, brother Andrews. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. Uh huh. And I like to say Happy Father's Day to you and to all the fathers out there that stepping oh, up to the plate. Thank you, and I'm likewise say. Uh, Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have uh, one. They just found some documentation in the Dallas uh, historic uh, buried about uh, 1800 about how black uh, people were treated less than property. They were stating, they showed in the books that was written down that was found. Uh, a horse mm-hmm. was worth more than 11 black men. The horse was worth, uh, I think, correct, and maybe $2,500, and the black, 11 black men were worth 2000 Well, And uh, I was shocked to hear this. I mean, I noticed this too because it was slavery, uh, and they were free of slavery, and they were showing about the black women, how they were. Um, light-skinned black women were worth more than the dark-skinned black women. Now, this is a book we just found in the Dallas Historic, uh, somewhere in the... Uh, it was found uh, somewhere uh, in Highland Park, wasn't it? Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, yes, it was mm-hmm. dated back then. I don't want to get my information wrong as saying it wrong, thing, But I just want to say, we're moving, we're going ahead. We are moving where it came farther than what we was, but we are going, things are being processed in our lives so slow to, it's really sickening. We should be farther ahead than what we are. All the property that our ancestors had were stole. It wasn't given away, it was stole from them. Well, all that's understood. But are we moving ahead in the direction we should be going? As a a two-part, it's a yes and then there's a no. Because if we're in another country, we have more rights, we have more freedom here than a lot of other countries. But then on the other hand, we shouldn't have to fight because the color of our skin. And just because we moved to Highland Park and all these other nice 
neighborhoods, sub, suburban neighborhoods, the first thing they see, the first thing my Caucasian brothers see is your skin. You can say whatever you want to, but when you walk in the store and the restaurant, the first thing they see is your skin before you open your mouth. So if you think that you can go and do what they can do, you are completely wrong. All righty. Thank you. Thank you for your call. Uh-huh. Declare the line 972 647 1893. Who do we have here? Uh, Camille is on the line four. Who? Camille. Camille? Yeah. Good morning, Camille. You see you on line four? Yeah. Yes, go right ahead. Oh. Speak First up. I just want to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers coming up. Thank and you. And I also want to um, just. Um, Thank everyone who supported me to get to the seat uh, with District 4 Dallas ISD. Um, I am in a learning curve. It's a great experience, and I'm gearing up and training. I'm in uh, San Antonio right now uh, doing a summer leader institute class with TASB. So I definitely have a plan and vision, and I just want you guys to continue to pray for me that... Uh, it definitely manifests, and okay. I also want to uh, thank Trustee Foreman for supporting me, as she definitely has. Mm. And, and and also, mm-hmm. I want to say this: as far as Juneteenth, I'm not a, a native Texan, but uh, I think it was the Honorable Sandra Crenshaw said to me because uh, you know I'm from another state. We got the the word when everybody else did, but what resonated with me was she told me. Was that if we're not all when we're if we're not all free, then we still have a battle to fight, and we should support be in support to everybody that's free. And that was some of the things that uh, you know a lot of our forefathers and form, uh, parents fought for us to get to. It wasn't so much about just us; it was a, just me and mine. It was about us. They wanted us all to be free, and I think that's the battle that we are still fighting that the gentleman was mentioning earlier is that we are, we are all still experiencing a great deal of racism across this country that is supposed to be the land of the free, the home of the brave. Yeah. You're not, um, accepting this thing that when they, when Gordon Granger freed the slaves there in Galveston, and told them Texas was mm-hmm. free, that ended freedom in the United States, period. But uh, right. uh, you're not accepting that. Well, believe it or not, in my lifetime, I've, I've, I've found slaves down in Louisiana. They had some plantations okay. down there. Don't fool yourself. But as far as this illusion of freedom for all, no, we don't have that. But right. I totally agree. We should take this day as a day of training, teaching our young. Our young people don't know anything is because we don't teach them. Exactly. We don't teach our children, and if we tell them something is wrong, teach them the wrong thing. This is the problem. Absolutely correct. A big. We got a big as, problem. As, right. Mm-hmm. As, as a whole, uh, as, as a, a, a race of people, um, you know, 
Of course, they watch TV and people when the first time when they replayed Roots and they watched that. Uh, that was an eye opener for the younger, what Gen and Gen X or what have you, because they really didn't experience the things that our forefathers and mothers did. I, I didn't experience some of it. I didn't have to sit on the back of the bus. I didn't have to attend a all black. I, I wasn't made to get off the sidewalk when certain people were coming by. Um, and, and a lot of people just don't realize how embedded racism, I think they know it and they saw it with this situation, um, with this last president that we had in office. Uh, we used to be politically correct because, you know, we, we know we are people and we were respectful of that to a certain degree, because like I said, racism has not ended for people of color, mainly black people. Um, so we were politically correct. But when this person got in office, he, he was like, it's okay for you to wear your sheets and to be a Klan member and march in the streets. And matter of fact, you don't have to wear your, your hood. Just, just put your sheets on. So that's what I think that um, we are still definitely fighting against. And it's pretty sad for us to still be. We've made a lot of ground, and it seems like we lose ground, and then we get. It's, it's almost like, um, you know, we uphill battle continuously, and someone's throwing dirt uh, at us while we're trying to get up. Yes. All righty. We thank you. We thank you for your call and coming. That clears the line. Nine seven two. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day. Uh huh. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Who do we have here? Uh, we have uh, BC on the line uh, too. Alrighty. Good morning, BC. Good morning, Pastor. How you doing? Fine. How are you doing? Oh, I got just a quick question, Pastor. I'm gonna get off. Uh, I love the show, Pastor. Who who owns the uh, who owns the trademark of Juneteenth? Who owns the trademark of Juneteenth? That's all I need to know. Is who owns the, the trademark? Yeah, of Juneteenth. Well, is there a trademark for Juneteenth? There's been a holiday that that uh, we celebrate on um, the 19th of June because that's when it was read to those down in Galveston that the slaves in Texas are now free. Uh, as far as a trademark, I don't know anything about that. Okay, okay. I, I just want to know, did, did, did we get that trademark, trademark it? What, 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 what's what's the trademark? Uh, uh, ownership. They have the rights to it. I mean, any advertising, any promotion, we'll have the right to that. Oh, it's going to be plenty of promotions. They're going to have sales. That's the reason why he did it. I'm talking about major holiday. You're going to have Juneteenth fire sales. Uh, you're going to yes, sell a lot of T-shirts and stuff like that and paraphernalia for Juneteenth. Don't worry. Uh, white folks can figure out a way to make money off the uh, uh, holiday. Don't ever, oh, don't, don't so ever, don't ever think they're not gonna make money. Oh, yes. Right, right. Well, Pastor, we enjoyed your show. You have a great morning. All right, thank, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. Who do you have next, Pierre? Uh, we have uh, Imani on uh, line one. Imani? Yeah. All righty. Good morning, Imani. Good morning, Pastor. How you doing? Fine. How are you this morning? 
Well, it's the best day of my life. All right. Because the sleeping dead is trying to wake up. But it ain't enough pain yet. But they will wake up. So All right. We might not be with them. But I've been looking at two beautiful books called one by Dr. George DeGroff, you know, Post-Traumatic Slaves Syndrome. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the ISIS papers, Dr. Francis Chris Wellesley. Mm-hmm. She, they both hit the nail on the head. And mm-hmm. uh, I want to let everybody know, we thank God. God is good to us. We thank, every time we look like we ain't, we don't have a chance, he, he gives us a YouTube. If you don't read a book, at least you need to listen to these books on the YouTube. It'll tell you what's wrong with us. And it'll tell you, you could get white people out there, Caucasian. No, you really, uh, white people, that what's wrong with your country. And until we fix that, this country's not going to get any better. So, and all that photo op and all that Juneteenth, I've been celebrating all my life. I didn't know it wasn't, I thought it was always a holiday in my family. And I know. We well, today. well okay. you're, you're of the yep. age who know better. Mm-hmm. We don't need nobody telling yeah, us we, Juneteenth was a holiday. Yeah. Uh, we celebrated it. Today is July, June 18th. This was the only night in the whole year that I was allowed to yeah. stay up all night long. Because people well, all over I town was barbecuing. Mm-hmm. We, we, we let them give us holidays for making profit. That's why they have a big margin for you and all that. That's all about the, the capital dollar, the dollar, the pyramid at the top, mm-hmm. the people at the top, and the people at the bottom is always being the slaves. Even if you Caucasians, you're slaves too. And Dr. Anderson, powernomics.com, he tells you about that. So it, I'm going to educate my family. We're going to meet in the park, and we're going to have a good time. And I'm, gonna, I, I, well, I'm, I'm on the elders now. So I, I'm going to educate my people. I'm using this day, even though it's two years it sounds like we're ignorant, but we're not ignorant because some of you people called in from out of state. You were you still slaves, too, in New York and all you places. You just didn't know it. We knew we were slaves, and that's why we celebrate. Well, here's what, here's what. Isn't it an uh, opportunity? Tomorrow is not only just celebrating Juneteenth. It's Father's Day. They designated another day. But we as fathers should take advantage of tomorrow. Every father should be teaching their family about our history. Every father. This is a golden opportunity. Well, do you know 80% of our households now in America, our women don't have a, a man in the house. And that's why you see all these boys run around here that don't know how to act like a man. I'm dealing with these young people. Go into your stores and watch what all our little boys with the beards and put a little girl dresses on, our girls with the, the hats. They are trying to, they, genetically, they're messing us up. That's why I named Dr. Wilson's book. This is all the plan. They'll take this thing like they did Dr. King's day. You remember Dr. King's day? Before they, uh, they learned how to make money off of it. Mm-hmm. And we are, it was a poor man market. Now it's a, you can't even get in it unless you've got, unless you're a certain status or you're a politician or a Sambo or something. Uh, they took over. So I just thank God for this day, for, for the YouTube and all these things. That we don't have to feed anymore. But my group is young, and they're ready. And I'm, I thank God for these young people because they are, at least they know they, 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 they won't take that I'm a slave theory anymore. 
Yeah, but they need to be given the true historicity of anything, and then they know how to deal with everything that comes towards you with that. Uh, But it's a prime day, even if it's not but 20% of fathers at home. Teach your children. Teach your children. That's it. Yeah. We're going to celebrate it. I've been celebrating. I've been, I celebrated by myself. Not only because I knew it sounds stupid, like we stupid two years later, but you got to realize it, uh, we, when we, uh, if you if you were brought here, first of all, I'm not an African American. I'm an American African. I was here when they got here. So I, and I don't hear about the Indians and all that. What's, but the knowledge is powerful. Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Me and you at the age now, well, we know what they're doing. And, you know, you can still pee on me, but it's not rain. But uh, that's what they do. And it was a photo op. We know what it was. All you samples who sold us out in Washington, we know who you are. My group know who you are. My think tank know who you are. And we're going to, our young people are the, our new people, and we're going to show them what we, we're going to show them about what happened behind. Oh, okay. I, I'm up against a break. Uh, uh, time runner. And I, thank you for your call and comment. 972-647 is the number to reach me. And we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? All right, we're back. And you can reach us at 972-647-1893. All right. Bring me a call on. Then take the call. Uh, yeah, Malcolm Robinson is on the line, too. All righty. Good morning, Barrister. Well, good morning, uh, Reverend How are you doing this morning? Fine. You doing all right this morning? Yeah, happy Father's Day. I want to wish all the... Thank you. Thank you. Same to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, very happy Father's Day. Uh, Ren Barnett, I'm calling uh, in regards to Juneteenth. And I'd like to, if I could, I want to kind of make a, a comment from a lawyer's perspective in terms of uh, analysis based upon study of the law. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to try to do this as quickly as I can. And uh, hopefully I'll run out of time. Mm-hmm. But in any event, uh, start out by saying the, the the independence from England, Declaration of Independence and all that um, was done for the primary purposes of trying to legalize and continue the institution of slavery. And mm-hmm. after the United States, uh, after the colonies declared one day independence, the whole purpose of that was to benefit the white man. Because the Constitution of the United States was established by white men for the benefit of white men only. And in the Constitution, it recognized the institution and legalized the institution of slavery as a basic foundation in in the the United States. In 1857, when they did the Dred Scott case, Mm -hmm. that uh, the... uh, Chief Justice indicated that a black man had no right that a white man had to respect. Mm-hmm. He was correct in his analysis because in 1857, uh, slavery still exists and black people were not recognized as human beings or citizens under the Constitution of the United States. Yep. Therefore, 
White mm-hmm. Panthers have not, they didn't have any rights under the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Moving to the next point. In 1863, January, when the Emancipation Proclamation went into effect, Lincoln signed that that was an executive order. That was not a law. Mm-hmm. Lincoln, President Lincoln did not have any uh, authority to free the slaves in the South, and that's not what the Emancipation did. What he indicated by that executive order is based on military necessity. The mm-hmm. United States had adopted a fugitive slave law, and that was in effect. And a fugitive slave law um, was to capture slaves and return them to their owners mm-hmm. in, uh, in the South. Mm-hmm. When he signed the Emancipation Proclamation, he indicated that all those states was at, that were at war with the United States, in essence, he's saying that you do no longer have the protection of the fugitive slave law. So mm-hmm. any slaves that were uh, 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 in slavery in those states that were uh, rebelled against the United States, they could run away and they would not be returned. Mm-hmm. That, that's what happened with that. Now, moving forward, in 1865, I believe it was in February or March, is when Congress adopted the 13th Amendment and it went to the state to be ratified. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, June 19th of 1865 was communicated not based upon the Emancipation Proclamation, but based upon the fact that Congress had adopted the 13th Amendment and it either was being ratified or was ratified. So by that, when that general came to Galveston, really what he was communicating is that the law of the United States of America at that time, based upon the 13th Amendment, which has been adopted by Congress, outlawed slavery in all states. And that's really what was communicated. That's what makes Juneteenth uh, uh, a day to recognize and celebrate not the Emancipation Proclamation, but the adoption of the 13th Amendment to the Constitution, which outlawed slavery in the United States. Uh, what context do you bring up uh, that watch meeting service on the night of uh, in uh, 1862? They stayed up until midnight, till January 1st of 63. Uh, that, w- that was a, a point that have led people into that, d- d- that belief, because I know the 13th Amendment freed the slaves and the f- 14th Amendment gave them the right to vote. But at the same time, were we ever changed from three-fifths human? Did did, 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 did did that ever come into the Constitution? When? I, uh, technically, yes, because when slavery was outlawed by the 13th Amendment, then the three-fifths uh, compromise under Article One of the Constitution really had no 
legal force or effect. And the 14th Amendment and the 15th Amendment deal away with any possible effect of the three-fifths clause. But when the 13th Amendment was adopted by the Congress, the three-fifths compromise had no force and effect. Because at that time, the slaves were free. And the 14th Amendment made the slaves citizens of the United States. Wait a minute. What amendment made us free? The, the, the 13th Amendment outlawed slavery in the United States of America. So that, from a legal standpoint, made all the slaves free because the slave owners had no legal basis to own any slaves. It outlawed slavery. Well, why did we have? Why do we have to have special uh, amendments uh, such as the Civil Rights Bill, open housing, uh, if we if we are free and citizens? Because because of the fact of the analytical basis that I just went over, because the Constitution was written to protect white men and benefit white men only. So all provisions of the Constitution that was in existence at the time did not specifically benefit black people. And therefore, laws had to be adopted subsequent to the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment to interpret those provisions of the Constitution so that they could benefit African American people, and, and, and I know I'm going over a lot. I'm doing it in a short period of time. No, 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 no. I, I, I love this. I love this. Uh, uh, when because really I've studied this thing. I studied it in college, and and I never found anywhere in there where it's. I know what the 13th Amendment says, what the 14th Amendment says, those two amendments that headed towards us, that we were ever truly, specifically named as being made free, but you had to take thought that these laws, everything that was, that was done in the Constitution was for white males. I don't even oh. want people to get mixed up with white women being a, a part of a lot of the things that was done because they was they couldn't vote. There was just a lot no. of things. They couldn't own land. There was, there was a lot of things that was not even done for white women. That's correct. Women no. had no protection under the Constitution. No, I know. But uh, we take for granted that the 13th Amendment freed us. But did it really free a people that was really not considered a human being? No, it didn't free. It didn't free anybody. All it did was outlaw slavery. It didn't free anybody. It just <laughs> outlawed slavery. Well, there were certain ways they could treat you so bad, you wish you was a slave. I mean, it was worse than slavery. It just outlawed slavery. So Juneteenth should be celebrated for the purposes, actually, of the adoption of the 13th Amendment. 
Mm-hmm. That's really what it should celebrate. Yeah. Because that outlaw slavery on June 19, 1865, that's what was communicated here in Texas. Because mm-hmm. Texas slave owners said they weren't recognizing nothing under no emancipation proclamation or any interpretation or application thereof. But this was 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 this really the last bastion of slavery in America? No, it wasn't the last bastion of slavery. It's just Texans acting the way they usually act. Okay. Mm-hmm. In other words, you go. You have to force me to do this, as opposed to maybe some of the other states. Well, that's that what I get out of it. They they just wasn't gonna obey. Well, Lincoln had to call himself putting it together because they knew something about Lincoln. But they didn't have to obey. See, that was the problem. That's yeah. the problem. The white folk in Texas and anywhere else in the South, they didn't have to obey nothing. Mm-hmm. That's executive order. It didn't apply to them. Lincoln had no jurisdiction in the South. He wasn't even on the ballot in 10 states in the South when he was elected president. No, he wasn't. He had no authority. Now, from those uh, 11 states that seceded from the Union, uh, he wasn't on the ballot of 10 of those states. But at the same time, don't fool yourself. Now, I've read where they had gotten wind that Lincoln was a black man. They'd gotten wind of that. And they they they, they, they really was pushing hard because they... Couldn't, wouldn't come out and say the reason why everything was going on. Lincoln was, his father was a black man. Well, you you digging, you digging a little deeper now, am I? Well, well, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm going in the, in the barn now. You know, out in the barn. You know, that's in there. Let, <laughs> let me say this, Red Barnett. Before I know you, I'm gonna have to go. Is that uh, yeah. during the during the civil rights movement? Uh, in the black uh, communities, a lot of black communities, they had a poem, and it was called A White Man's Heaven is a Black Man's Hell. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I can't, I have not been able to locate that poem. <laughs> you can't, you can't <laughs> find it? Out there. Yeah. You can't find that poem? No, I know, that's the thing. And I don't know because it was written by black militants back on the Civil rights movement in the sixties, and yeah. if anybody out there in the audience have any memory or recollection of that poem, and mm-hmm. they know where it is, then uh, I wish they would announce it on the show. All right, a just, white man's just, hell. A white man's a white heaven man. is a black man's hell. That's right. And so when you look at the at the independence declaration, of independence that was a white man's heaven. Yeah. What it did was allow the, the white man to enslave the black man. <laughs> well, God oh, have mercy. We, uh, we've gone through so much. We've gone through so much. And sometimes when you have to study all of this to realize why we act the way we act, why we do what put, we do. Really. Put the dots together. You yeah. got to connect the dots. Yeah. Now. Okay. You can I'm see it, Washington. All right, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, take clear the line, 972-647-1893. All of our lines are filled, but let's take a quick one, right quick. Uh, uh, okay. Who, who we uh, so we have someone who doesn't want to give her name. 
All right, and, sh- and she's on the uh, line three. All right, go right ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good morning. Good morning, Brother Reverend Barnett, and happy Father's Day. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm an 85-year-old woman. Oh, and right. And I want to know, why is 200 years now that 19th of June have just become a national prayer? All my life, we live for the 19th of June. Yep. That has always been a holiday for us. But mm. now, you out of 200 years, you just have to recognize it? We could not wait. For my mom, my mom, we, I grew up in West Dallas. And when they called Trinity River, we used to cut off the spot. Because I was waiting for my mom to make that big pot of potato salad and fry that chicken. And we went with and them big old red wild. We have always celebrated the 19th of June. Well, I mean, there are those felt like feel better. They, they say they have it on a list of national holidays now. And, uh, this lady works hard it's to get this done, but those of us... It has never been a dark day. No, but, but for those of us who remember what a celebration was on 19th of June... Yes, yeah. Yes. It got, well, you have to understand. You have to be wa- careful dealing with the federal government of America. Mm-hmm. They passed the Civil Rights Bill in 64. Yes, sir. This is when it, it slowed down. This is oh, when yeah. black people stopped celebrating here in Texas like it well, they once did. Because they thought they thought they were free because we could go and You weren't free. I, I know how well that we could go to a lunch counter and eat with uh, white people oh, and yeah. go to oh, a yeah. restaurant. And, I've been in that situation. And, that, and, and they just thought we were free. We, were we don't need to, to celebrate Juneteenth. Yeah. Yes, so? sir. But that was, yeah, me, me, my sisters and brothers and things, we look forward to the 19th of June. We Everybody did. celebrate the 4th of July. My mama didn't celebrate the 4th of July. That's right. Well, and I, my, and my grandfather, no, without, huh? he was the type of man, he thought any black who celebrates the 4th of July has got to be crazy. Got to be a fool. That's exactly what she used to tell us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't even barbecue or do nothing. We didn't even blow up no balloons. And she didn't even want to make. And it's another thing I want to say. I was raised by the five foot four name. And when we, it was five of us. My mother was to see. And my grandmother told us this. As long as you live and I live, you will never pick no cotton. And we didn't. Well, I sure wish I had. I wish I had a cotton ranch right now because there's a whole okay. lot of money and in cotton. And it's another thing she 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 wouldn't she didn't let us do you. Yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, and yep. she would knock off thirty two of your teeth out. She All said, right. "But it's one thing you will do: you will respect your elder. I don't care who they are, mm-hmm. but I better not ever catch you out. Yeah, ma'am, and no, ma'am." I took you there. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We're completely out of time, and I thank you for your call okay, and comments. Sir. Thank you for taking my yes, call. Yes, uh huh. And uh, you can reach me at nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three, and uh, we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? All right, we're back for hour number two of Church Information and Open Forum. All right, I'm Marion Barnett, your host, and we want to say 
you remind you, you've got a clinic, you've got a clinic there in Oak Cliff, Marcellus at Ann Arbor, uh, Dr. Travis Edwards, uh, he's the head of this, and running that, you have a, see, it's a medical desert. There are medical deserts in Dallas, especially in the black community. And you got a clinic there. Go there. It is first class. It is very nice. You'll be shocked when you go in and see it. It's right there in the shopping center. Uh, right there at Marcellus in Illinois. right down the street from Saffo Cliff. Those golden bears. Uh, shopping center. Go down and check it out if you're sick and different things. They have everything, everything. In fact, they have more things than they have in a lot of the clinics out here in North Dallas. Go by. Dr. Dr. Edwards, go by and see him. He'll be there for you. Amen. But so much. Tomorrow is also Father's Day. Father's. Fathers, will you be teaching your children from 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 what they they come where they come from? Do you know? Will you teach them? If you don't know, let this be the last nineteenth of June that you don't teach your children the way they used to. That used to be a day of reflections. Your grandparents, when some of them were, I was lucky enough to have a great-grandmother that was born in slavery and told me all about it. So, this is just one of those things. We need to get information out. The only thing that would truly free us. All righty, who do we have? Who are we going to first? Where are we going to start? Let's go. Yeah, uh, we we have uh, Arthur on the uh, line uh, one now. Who? Arthur. All right. Good morning. You're on Kano Inn. Hello? Yes. Hello? Yes. Arthur. Uh, Arthur. Yes. Uh-huh. Right. Yes. Okay. And you mentioned about uh, the father's teaching. Uh-huh. But they can't teach what they don't know. Well, I also and mentioned I that part too, but uh, but there are some fathers who do know. Then we want to get them into places, the ones who don't know, where they can learn and teach their children. That's a way to beat the yeah, thing. But you, you're the best teacher of the truth, and that's why I'm calling to ask you to convene the Bible study we used to have face to face. Because yeah. you can't learn that information over the internet and things we need to discuss and talk about. And you can invite those men who will know the truth, and the truth is in the Bible, mm-hmm. and they they can't they can't express it. They don't know, and so they operate off of zero in a sense. So I'm asking, uh, requesting. I think Greg Barber called and asked about returning to the uh, Bible study. And I don't know if the cost involved, but I'm willing to do my part in terms of covering the cost of returning to that face-to-face Bible study. I tell you what, you're so correct. Uh, I'll probably do it on Monday nights. 
Did you like Monday right. night? Was that okay? That's fine. You think that's, that's okay, okay for me. a lot of men? Uh, I don't. If we start around six or seven in the evening, they ought to be off work. Uh, hopefully, they're not working that second shift in the evening. We try to get as many, not only men but women, because women will do it. Women, oh my God, right. women! Well, we'd be nowhere without our women. Uh, that's right. Uh, I tell you what, we we have to look at this thing and put together a course. I'm uh, I'm after I'm after put together a syllabus uh, and teach things that we need to know. The Bible lets us know you should know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So uh, we need to be made free, aren't you? We're tired of being fifth class citizens. We're right. not second class. We're not third class. We're not fourth class. We're fifth class. And right. We studied the true classes of mankind. We are fifth. All right. But I thank you for your call. All right. That's calling. what I wanted to put on. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. Who do we have next? Soul Joner is on the line uh, four. Soul Joner. Yes. All righty. Good morning, Soul Joner. So, Jenna, hello. Yes, uh, Go right ahead. Hello, yes. You go yes, right ahead. Uh, yeah, I would like to uh, make two comments. One comment, the first thing is that I oh, think that uh, with some people, the citizens of Dallas right. must have made hit a, uh, hit a nerve concerning the city manager because I saw where they uh, postponed the firing Uh, Mr. Bodnick. So I mm -hmm. want to believe that people were calling in, expressing their dissatisfaction mm -hmm. with the mayor, and he got the message. Hopefully that. Well, here's the thing: they didn't have to vote. They okay. did. They underestimated uh, those people who really cared about Mr. Bodnick, and right. that same number needs to be called in. This week, call the mayor's office, call your your councilman's office, call those numbers. Uh, do you have uh, Do you have the mayor's number available, right there? No, I don't. But you can call two one four six and that will give you that will get you to the mayor's. If office. you don't mind, would you do that one more time? Two one four six seven zero zero seven eight zero. Oh, that's easy that to remember. To, yes, that will get you to the council's office. Uh, council, uh, Miss, uh, I can't call her name, but that'll get you there, and they will t they will get you into, right into the the mayor's office. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, I, this is one time uh, the people got together. We, 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 we even got we got Hispanic support on this that's one. Right. And, yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. See, we have to yeah. remember things like this. Uh, right. And uh, we just need to stick together because they meant to get rid of him. They were going to railroad it. Well, see, all years, all years, they were going to send him out of town on a rail. Yeah, uh, that, was the, that was the song that, I, that you were hearing. 
So, but when they, when the people spoke out in the community mm-hmm. and other people spoke out, then they had to retract and bag up. That's right. That's so we right. have to keep the pressure on. Another thing I want to talk about right quick. Mm-hmm. I did just learn here. I'm not from Texas, but I've, I've learned some Texas history. The bicentennial building in Fair Park that blacks, they had built for black culture back in 1936. They built that building and then they destroyed the building. The building was for artists, mm-hmm. uh, a type of artists and everything. Mm-hmm. That building, uh, they were in, it was so magnificent that mm-hmm. they were inviting Adolf Hitler, Mussolini, all those people, world leaders, to come to Dallas to see this, exposi- this exhi- exhibit. Mm-hmm. Then they tore it down for whatever reason. They tore it down, but that was that was something that was very unique. And one one of the men said that Dallas was trying to move itself away from the old South by building that bicentennial building for black artists uh, who were able to exhibit their work. And I didn't know it. It was this is just new to me. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, how we we this the struggle continues. The struggle continues. Yes. It, 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 it's really something. See, Texas became a state in, uh, in 1845, but it also came, uh, it was a republic in 1836. See, Texas used to be a standalone country by itself, and it was right. not a small country. If Texas was a country by itself, it would be one of the largest, largest countries in the world even until this day. So they they did this, and remember, there uh, t- Dallas might have tried to move from the south, but it has not, and it can't. You have to deal with the legacy of Dallas. Did you study that how Dallas was the number one city in America when it came to house bombings because of integration? Well, I, 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 did you ever read that? Hmm? Yeah, I know about that because I had a friend that had a house in South Dallas and they bought the house back there and the people that sold them the house mm-hmm. told them don't tell nobody that you buying the house, just say you rent it because they was bombing houses. Yeah. Back then, that was that was in like, uh, I must have been in the 40s. Right. You're right. Everybody <laughs> think it's Birmingham, Alabama. It's not Birmingham, it's Dallas, Texas. Oh, oh no, they were... They were they were one of the black first black families to move over there. Her husband would work at Prairie View for the agriculture department. They were able to buy in South Dallas, and the and the people that sold it to them say, "Don't tell anybody you're buying it. Just tell them you're renting it." But they so went they and ran their mouths, and they got it blowed up, huh? They would have got it bombed. They would have bombed the house. Yeah, that was Dallas. All righty, I thank you for your call, sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. That's a positive thing. Uh huh. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. All righty, who, who do we have here? Uh, we have uh, Ike uh, on the line one. All righty. Ike. Good morning, Ike. Good morning, Ram Barnett. How are you this morning? Good morning, morning Ram Barnett. How you doing? Fine. All right? How about mm-hmm. you? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm Happy doing Father's good. Happy Father's Day to you. And, uh, oh, thank you. Same, you do. same to you. Same to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to uh, kind of... 
piggyback off what the, the previous caller was talking about, uh, the situation with the city manager. And uh, I was down there, and I want people to know that they're going to, I think it's Thursday, they're going to have another meeting about getting rid of him. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not situation. over. Mm-hmm. No, it's not near about over. But let me say this, Reverend Barnett. You said something at the beginning of the show when you start talking about different topics. You said we have what they call safe Negroes. Mm-hmm. And I totally agree with you. And uh, I don't know if we've got the same definition, but, you know, we got some black folks that's supposed to be for us Mm-hmm. It's not for us. And I said, you know, we, we talk about the three uh, city council women that asked for this man's resignation. Mm-hmm. Three white women that really wanted him out of there without even, uh, they wanted him to, re- uh, to resign without even the council even making a, a decision on anything. But remember that nobody is talking about our own beloved Eddie Bernice Johnson, who uh, the paper quoted her as saying, that he need to be removed. Now, mm-hmm. I voted for uh, Councilwoman Johnson for I don't know how many years, but she seemed to have no problem with attacking a black man because I went down to the city council. I was not allowed to speak because they moved the speaking uh, time and they canceled the meeting, but at the same time, they down there hanging a banner from the second floor to the first floor about Juneteenth. But at the same time, they down there celebrating Juneteenth trying to uh, lynch a black man's career. So I think we need to really start taking a look at what's going on here in Dallas. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you said, we got to start identifying these safe Negroes or people that they don't fear as being a threat. Mm-hmm. They feel like that they don't have to run anybody against their positions or anything because they are no threat to them. Mm-hmm. They pay their money because the people mm-hmm. that uh, that we put in office is going to do their bid. They're going to do to us what they would do to us. So they we electing people like that. And mm-hmm. I wanted to say that because I'm I'm so tired of us afraid to speak out against somebody who we elected to represent us. And I tell people they are. Uh, supposed to represent us, not rule over us, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So when we vote, we choose who we want to vote for. Nobody, mm-hmm. if they how long they had a position, they don't have the, the, a right to choose who we have to vote for. They can select somebody that they want us to vote for, but they can't shove it down our throat. And I think this, that we're going to have a problem come midterm elections because we got a congressional seat that we need to preserve, and we done already divided the party here with some shenanigans by our own beloved Eddie Bernice Johnson and our great pastor Freddie Haynes. So we will see the results of that when mm-hmm. November comes. So we want to try to come together and get this thing well, straight because we need to reserve that seat. Well, you have uh, stirred up a, a harness nest here. <laughs> Look, when when it comes down to this, African Americans definitely going to want to keep the seat Democratic. And the Democratic representative is really being supported by Eddie Bernice Johnson. 
And uh, there are others who went for the other lady, Miss Hamilton. Uh, most of the African-American politicians uh, asked black Americans, well, asked people, really, to vote for the other lady, Miss Hamilton. It's yeah. going to be interesting. Will yeah, blacks yeah, split up? Well, we, most blacks, we, uh, I look at it like well, this. I mean, we're going to send Miss Crockett, we're going to send Miss Crockett to Washington this time. Whether we like it or not, we're going to yeah. have to do it. Yeah. But now, yeah. don't fool yourself. I tell people this. That's the same thing Craig Watkins thought. That we're yeah, going to have to vote But, but see, the only thing is saving that. grace with Craig is... Uh, this was not a partisan race. Like, this is a partisan race that we have coming up in November. There will be a Republican candidate that will be running against Ms. Crockett, so most blacks will vote for Ms. Crockett. We we, we hope they will. So, but this, this uh, I believe they will. They will. They're, they're, they're going to vote for her. Hmm? All right. Well, have a good one, Brian. Okay, then. All right. Thanks Thank for you. taking my call. Oh, uh, sure thing. In closing line, 972-647-1893. We're up against a short break, and we'll be right back. Yo, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the line, y'all All right. We're ready, and we're back. You are invited to... Worship with us tomorrow morning, 9.30. Tomorrow morning, 9.30. On Facebook, Marion Barnett Sr. and Heavenly Joy Church. Worship with us at 9.30. We're expecting you. You, yes, you're going to hear a, a, a message tomorrow about this whole thing. You're going to hear Mary. Quite naturally, Jesus is the center for everything. He's the center and the reason. But you're going to hear something about what's going on here in Dallas. This is not Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. You're going to hear something about Dallas today. All right, tomorrow morning on Facebook. All righty. Who do we have next, Pierre? And uh, we have a councilwoman, uh, Caroline Arnold, on the line. Oh, on. Councilman Arnold. Councilwoman Arnold. Good morning. Good morning, Councilwoman. Is she there? The lines are kind of getting caught up. Uh, let me just be quick to say, mm -hmm. uh, the last caller, this was absolutely correct. The, the strategy now has changed, but the public lynching of Mr. T.C. Broadneck is scheduled for Thursday uh, at, at 9 a.m. during a special call meeting. And, and, and so the mayor continues to keep chipping away. Yes, we did have support of the chambers, the black firefighters and other NAACP to uh, signal the council that they're not interested in this public lynching. Mm -hmm. So now we have another that can be used. Uh, it's called a special call meeting. And the mayor could do that. And he's done that. And so the, what the way it reads is that the special call meeting is a discussion regarding the performance and review of the city auditor, Mark Swan, but also the discussion regarding performance review and evaluation of city manager, T.C. Broadneck. Now, we have four people that were supposed to be discussed, but the strategy now is divide and conquer. 
So what we were scheduled to do was to discuss the performance and evaluation of the auditor, the city manager, the city secretary, and the city attorney. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, this, this, this mayor is adamant. And he say, already publicly stated, I'm not making anything up. He wants Mr. P.C. Broadback fired. Now, those are his quoted term, words. Well, this is the mayor speaking, man. correct? Yes, that was, those are his direct quotes. And the individuals who you see operating with those three women who went in to demand mm-hmm. his uh, resignation, they have been sent by the mayor. Now, I'm going to tell y'all that, and I don't have a problem stating it Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so their goal is to get a vote to put Mr. Broadnax in a situation where he has to say, oh, I'm going to leave or I'll work on a certain amount of time. Normally what you do is in this personnel matter, we evaluate and then we move forward with a one year or, you know, with, with normally one year, you move mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. All this shenanigans is about the campaign. The mayor has never supported Mr. T.C. Broadneck. He's never, he did the same thing with uh, Renee Hall. This mm-hmm. is what I call, this perfect example of black on black self, it's a self-hatred piece. This city manager by council in 2015, we hired him with a $400,000 salary. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be a problem for the mayor. The mayor is hired by the city to, he earns 80000 But he also has a job with a law firm where he's making in excess of at least three hundred dollars or $380,000. Well, I've heard 400000 for his salary. Contract. Mm-hmm. Yes, we don't discuss his salary. That's his other job. But for him to keep honing in on a, a city manager who, who's paid a salary that the council voted on when we were last uh, looking for a city manager is just an abomination. Mm-hmm. And I think what, we, what we're seeing is the public is not getting the real truth. This man, Mr. T.C. Broadnax, set aside 13 goals he wanted to achieve. Mm-hmm. According to the data we have, he's accomplished at least 12 of those goals. He still works, wow. of course, with the permitting office and code. But the bottom line is, when we look at the data, he has done more than any other city manager in terms of equity. And that means putting money in the neighborhoods of underserved communities, most of them in the South. Right. That need services. And that's what he's done. You're not going to get that with anybody else. And whatever, whatever we do today, please understand don't fall for the rope dope mm-hmm. He must continue to stay in there to deliver the type of funds that we need for our community. He knows Dallas. He has lived in Dallas. We cannot afford to have someone who lives outside of Dallas mm-hmm. trying to come in and we're trying to find somebody to do the budget. Mm-hmm. We must have a budget in place and we've got to hit it 10-1. So don't be confused. The mayor does not run the city. The city charter, that's our constitution. No, he's not a strong mayor. Mm-hmm. And that's right. And that's the problem that he has. What you're seeing is really tantamount to what happened on January the 6th in Washington, D.C. We now have a siege on the people of this city. Because if you try to tear down a city manager and think you can put a mayor there, that is a siege disruption of government. And I want to be very clear about that. Mm-hmm. I don't support a public list of anyone. 
Is there a number for them to call, the people to call? And uh, you say it's 9 o'clock City Hall, Thursday morning, where everybody ought to show up? Yes, sir. The number you can call and push, call to speak, 214-670-0780. And we can help you get signed up the city secretary and if you can if you're techno savvy you can simply google city secretary to get her number and the rules for signing up this is the last chance i'm telling folks now for us to have a charter that we recognize and respect Mm -hmm. you know we tried this laura miller them tried it a couple years ago to get strong mayor the people voted no we cannot change the charter by Wednesday. We can't change it by Thursday. The charter can only be changed by the people. Mm-hmm. But when you do a bullying act, which is what you see right now, it causes the confusion that we have. Our minds need to be focused on how we can get the services delivered to our community as council members. Mm-hmm. And this is a, it's, it's a deflection. My job, I've been hired by the people. I'm not hired by the mayor. The mayor has the same one vote that I have. But mm-hmm. when you promise people uh, leadership positions in terms of chairmanships and those types of things on the council, people start acting all kinds of ways because they are hungry for power. Mm-hmm. Now, my permission came from the people of District 4, and this city has, all districts have given their council members the power to give their voice. But as the caller said, we don't rule over folks. We represent. And right now, my calling and all of our calling should be to serve our constituents. And it's not by publicly lynching and trying to derail a charter. Mm-hmm. If the mayor wants a strong mayor position, it's not Dallas, it's Houston. Houston has a strong mayor form of government. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, Pastor, I appreciate you all letting me talk. But no, I, 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 I need... I need you to talk some more because this seems like it's going to be really rough. And uh, don't we need big numbers down there Thursday morning at 9 o'clock? You need the big numbers. You really need the big numbers. And so the bottom line, and we also have another number that we can call that we just got 214-670-670. 3301. That's to the mayor's assistant. 214-670-3301. Mm-hmm. The bottom line, if anybody forgets all the numbers, call 311 and tell them to send you to the mayor's office. Mm-hmm. This is too critical, mayor. I promise you. people are. That, that's why I'm trying to get everybody, I mean everybody, to call down there and, uh, let them know you do not want this insurrection at City Hall in right. Dallas like you didn't, don't like that one up there in Washington. It's another insurrection going on right here by three white women trying to conjure up five more people to vote with them. And the mayor is going to vote with them. In fact, I guess he's the leader of this coup that's going against uh, the city manager. That we gotta gotta let him know that we're not going for it, and uh, see, I really thought he wanted to be mayor a second term, but I guess he figured uh, this this way, North Dallas will vote for him, 
See, this is politics too, but we're gonna let him know he he he's got he's got to go. He got to go. I'm sorry. I, I I've supported him in the past, but he's got to go. Well, I, I support. But this this is what I do know. You can also call two one four six seven zero three three zero one. You can start today by calling those lines and leaving a message. Don't be tricked. This is not about this man's performance. This man is highly trained. He's gotten all types of, of, of training and recognition for his ability to craft budget, which we can't run a city without a budget. And, and, and the charter tells you the city manager crafts the budget, not the city council. We don't have anyone in place now with credentials to craft a budget mm-hmm. as it should be crafted. And with us facing a cut in taxes, that's what the mayor uh, is also pushing. But you can't be fooled by that because if you reduce taxes, you have to have someone smart enough to know how to integrate the ARCA funds we receive from the federal government mm-hmm. so that the southern sector is not de- de- denied an opportunity to get their equitable uh, distribution. That's what we it don't want. Sure, that's what happens if we get cut. When they cut taxes, the southern sector bleeds. Yeah. So this is not about government. This is about a direct attack on an African-American man who, whatever the, the reason he doesn't like him, that's the honest truth. And I don't have a problem confronting, stating, or defending this charter and defending this community. We cannot be fooled by these antics. This is politicking. He's politicking. As I stated, the elections are coming up next May. You have council members who are campaigning in-house, trying to be chairman and mayor pro tem and deputy mayor pro tem. We cannot be fooled by the rope dope. Support the process of city manager running this city. They did no this no. We don't want any services disrupted by these campaign shenanigans. We need to be on point, mayor. And I, I mean, uh, uh, pastor. And I can't say it enough. We must speak up mm-hmm. and get this man protected so we can be protected, especially in the southern section. All right. That's 214-670-3301. Yes, we need to start calling this speak to tell them here. And, and don't the call, call up until... I guess late Wednesday night or early Thursday morning, and we as many as people need need we need people to go down there too. We need to pack that place out and let them know that we want our fair share in the southern sector. That's all we're saying by keeping him. We we want our fair share. What they're angry about is because for for the first time. He wants to split the money fairly to taxpaying citizens in the southern sector. And they're mad about it. They're angry about it. That's what's going on. Well, that's in part what will happen. Mm -hmm. Now, it still goes back to him as an African-American man. What you have and what we're seeing, and and folks are questioning, how is it we have a city with an African-American mayor and an African-American city manager and they cannot be, they can't get along. Well, the bottom line is, I'm saying this publicly, mm-hmm. there is no communication. The mayor does not talk to the city manager. He wants to send his assistants to talk to the city manager. He wants to send his assistants to talk 
to the man who has been chartered to lead the city. That does not work. The mayor does not, I have not spoken to the mayor in almost three years uh, by phone or personally. We talk around the horseshoe, but what I'm saying is most of the time mayors will visit all council members and have communication. There is communication with those that he wants to carry his agenda to get rid of Mm -hmm. uh, city managers. But on just a day-to-day, there is no communication that's healthy. And we need healthy communication. You don't have to like anyone. Mm -hmm. We don't have to like any of the council members, but we have to communicate and come together. And that's my position. We must come together Mm. to take care of the business of the people. And that is not going to happen if the people don't speak up and say, look, enough, enough is enough. Take care of business. City manager runs the city according to the charter. Mayor, you are one vote. The mayor is only authorized through the charter primarily to preside over meetings. So regardless of the emails that he's sending out every week to thousands of people, his job is a presiding officer of the meeting. He's a diplomat that represents the city, but he does not run day to day. He cannot hire a fire. Council members cannot hire a fire. Mm-hmm. That is a city manager function. We hire the city manager. The council, through eight votes, can make a decision on the city manager, the city attorney, the city auditor, and the city secretary. So All let's right. not be fooled. up, speak up, protect the interests of the southern sector, protect the interests right. of the city of Dallas. But right now, it's so crucial that the southern sector step up and speak up because the northern sector, for the most part, is already taken care of. They have services. They have restaurants. They have grocery stores. Mm-hmm. And this man is trying to fight for us for those services. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Councilwoman Carolyn Arnold, she always comes through at the right time. No She's problem. Busy, busy. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. All thank right. You. Well, happy holidays. Happy holidays. All right. I hope somebody is uh, barbecuing. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. All right. Uh, 972-647-1893 is the number to reach me. We're up against a short break, and we'll be right back. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All right, we're back. This is uh, our last segment. You reach me at 972-647-1893. All righty, Pierre, who do we have to kick off the last segment? So we have uh, Wade on uh, line three. Wade? Yes, Wade. All righty. Good morning, Wade. Wade, are you there? Hello? Wade, are you there? I can hear someone. Hello? If you're on there, speak. Good morning. Yeah, go right ahead. I'm trying to get on the radio now. Huh? Are you, are you, do you want to talk on there? You're on there, sir. Hello? Yes, go right ahead. Speak. Go right ahead? Yes, go right ahead. This is James. 
over there, the James Tupper Country Garden Prize. This is James. Uh huh. Go right here. At Advantage of Shepherd Church Garden Prize, they're giving away free food that they start at 9 o'clock. All right. They're starting in about 18 minutes, giving away free food. What's the address on the free food? I'm getting mine now. I'm getting my coffee. <laughs> Twenty six, twenty seven Dollar Street. Twenty six, twenty seven Doris. All right. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you. I thank you. Thank you. And uh, people need it because I'm looking at lines that look like the pandemic broke loose again. So many people are after free food. All righty. We thank yes, you, sir. and we thank you, God, Lord, and blessing people through y'all. All right. Thank you. All right, let's close the line, 972-647-1893. Who do you have next, Pierre? Uh, Joyce uh, is on uh, line four. Joyce? Yep. All righty. Good morning, Joyce. Good morning, Pastor Barnett. This hey. is uh, Dallas ISD trustee, Joyce Foreman. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. Uh, mm-hmm. First and foremost, I'd just like to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers, Thank you. Uh, that's for you and Ike Dean and others that I know, and my father, uh, Roy Blacknall. Happy Father's Day. All right. Um, this, this has been a very interesting uh, show and very informative. Uh, Malcolm Thank Robinson's uh, understanding of uh, what has happened with June 19th is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up celebrating the 19th of June at Comanche Crossing. Uh, yeah, right. Actually, we we celebrated June 19th uh, before we celebrated the 4th of July. In fact, we wanted <laughs> to be able to celebrate June 19th, mm-hmm. uh, not the 4th of July. And I just think that that's just exciting the way he has broken that down. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd also like to just take a minute to talk about Ike who about very good information about what is going on with our political system and how we need to uh, really get a handle on what's going on with the people that we're electing. Mm-hmm. And last, because I'm trying to do it fast, I know this is your last segment. Um, we should be grateful that we have someone at City Hall like Carolyn King Arnold in District 4. Mm-hmm who represents a segment of the city, but there is no question in my mind she is trying to represent all of Dallas and trying to make sure that things happen the right way regarding the city manager. That's right. We we know that this is not a strong mayor form of government. Uh, We know that the city council makes the final decision. And without people like Carolyn King Arnold, who is elected to represent only District 4, but the whole city, uh, we wouldn't know all of the things that are taking place. Mm-hmm. And so I was just uh, excited that she called in and was able to share with the citizens exactly what is going on in terms of uh, trying to get rid of a city manager, not based on performance, but based on um, the disagreements or the, the misunderstandings or are just not willing to work with this city manager. So I think that people need to be very much aware of what's going on in politics and continue to fight for what is right 
uh, rather than fighting for what is convenient, mm-hmm. but to fight for what is right. So I, I just thank you for having this show. I thank you for allowing people to come on and express themselves mm-hmm. and to be able to uh, understand exactly what's going on. All right. That's what the show is all about. We thank you for your call and your comments. Thank you. Uh-huh. All right. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. Who do we have next up here? I think that we have your uh, daughter on uh, line three. All righty. Good morning. Which one? Good morning, which? Daddy. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. This is Sasha. I was calling to wish you a happy Father's Day on the air. Oh, thank you, darling. Thank you, darling. Yes. All right. And I have the fun here, too. Uh, Stefan is there? Uh, yes. Oh, Bobby, what's going on? Uh, thank you. you. Do you really mean it? <laughs> do you really mean it, Bobby? Hmm? All right. Uh, I'll see you later on today. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Yeah. All righty. And, oh, and happy Juneteenth to everybody as well. All right. Tomorrow. All righty. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right. Okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. All right. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. Who do we have? Uh, uh, we have a Supreme on uh, line three. Supreme? Yes. All righty. Good morning, uh, Supreme. Good morning, Rem. How you doing? Fine. How are you? I, I just want to thank you for taking And I used to live in Mahara. I never got the experience, but I used to. Yeah. Uh, do we have a bad connection here? Uh, I can't hear Yeah, can't, I think we lost him. Did we lose him? Hello, Supreme? You hear me? I can hear you now. Go right ahead. Okay. Uh, the old timers used to tell me about the good times they had on Juneteenth in my house. Did you ever get to experience it? Yes. Down at Comanche Grossing, there on the Navasota yeah. River. This is another place that yeah. Gordon Granger, the one who announced and brought the word of freedom to Texas, he stopped there. That was one of the stops. And another was on Little River. They call Bunker Hill. There were certain stops. He, he came on through Texas and, and announced it, but the first announcement was in Galveston. Uh, he was announcing about the 13th Amendment. That's what it bared on. A lot of people thought because the slaves stayed up all night uh, on uh, January 31st, 1862, That 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 was that was the Emancipation Proclamation. I was on their proclamation. It was not law. That's what uh, we've had that uh, explained uh, for years. But at the same time, we have to understand what's really truly going on. That celebration was ended when the police departments down there and the Highway Patrol all drowned those two young men. They, they put them in boats and was going across the river and the boats capsized and they had handcuffed these young men. They handcuffed them 
where they couldn't swim. And they went across, they fell into the water when the boats tilted over and those young black, two young black men, they drowned. That pretty well put an end to the Comanche Crossing celebration. We have to remember that. I think that was in 71, if I remember right, the exact date of that. But I remember when it happened and they drowned. And we should not allow them to drown our celebrations. But what we should have done was gone after every one of those rascals that there was a lot of law enforcement people around there riding boats across the river. But they handcuffed these young men. Didn't put life jackets on them or anything. This would stop Comanche Crossing. But thank you, Supreme. Thank you. Uh-huh. The closing line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have? We have a longtime listener on uh, line one. All righty. Uh, good morning. Long time listening. And happy Father's Day, Pastor. Thank you. Thank happy you. Father. I thought that was the sweetest thing for your daughter and grandbaby to be online because we heard something about your son on the air, but I'm not sure. I've never heard anything about your daughter. I thought that was the coolest thing right there. That's oh, cool. thank you. Thank you very much. It is. See, I have, you, I have a lot of grandchildren. I have... I have, I have four, uh, we, me, my wife and I, we have four children, and uh, I didn't know which one was which uh, could have been. <laughs> this daughter has uh, made me proud. She's given me sons that are uh, grandsons that were uh, college football stars and everything. Up for, up for all Americans. Uh, this year, really? yeah, and uh, <laughs> yes, uh, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful thing. This is why I urge young men mm-hmm. to be family men, young men, young men. This this is how you build a great nation of people. Well, gosh, right. see what we have not been taught. The Bible teaches us, teaches us we're God's chosen people. We are, right. we are, and don't even know it. And I cannot get many of my preacher brothers to go ahead mm-hmm. and start teaching it. Brother, quit, 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 quit yeah. playing. Yeah. And afraid yeah. Yeah. you're going to lose members by telling them the truth. Right. And that's right. one of the I wanna, things. I want to I, uh, I interject this, and you're so powerful and right on that, but I want to interject this very quickly because I know time is limited. I was at City Hall about a month and a half ago. I went for a regular council meeting. Mm-hmm. I saw the mayor and Brodnick sitting right next to each other at the horseshoe, as they called it. They were leaning in toward each other, and they were both grinning and laughing. And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool, because I'm looking at two of the most powerful black men in the city mm-hmm. that look like they're, they're, they're doing the brother deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all good. Mm-hmm. So so that's why all this stuff, because I'm like everybody else, keeping up with what's going on, um, and to find out that now one of them hates the other's guts or whatever the deal is. This is shocking to me, because if you had seen, I almost took a picture of them, but I didn't want to be in faces. You know, everybody snaps a picture now every 30 seconds. 
Mm-hmm. And I, get, I didn't want to pull out my, you know, phone and start taking their pictures. I thought that was just so cool. I love looking at it. I like seeing brothers loving each other and getting along. I mean, it was, it was something. So the latest that I've heard about this is that the CFO has quit. Mm-hmm. And that happened the day after his announcement that they were going to try to be getting rid of him, and you know, on this coming past, yeah, this coming past Thursday. So I don't know what's up. I don't know who that lady is. Probably can Google it and find out. But uh, yeah, this, this this thing is hot tamales right now. But uh, well, yes, yeah, what? Thank you for all of the info that you're always giving us. We appreciate it. Uh, but let me say this. There's a difference between political fights and uh, two boys across the street fighting each other. You have, to under- mm-hmm. you have to understand. Let's go all the way to the top to Washington. Uh, don't fool yourself. Some of the people that you think probably hate Trump and, 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 and don't like him, you can take uh, senators or congresspeople or whatever. They don't like each other. But believe me, they, they go to the same country clubs. Many of them belong to the same churches. They go to the same social gatherings and, and, and mingle. Uh, you can hear people talk and, and say things about one another. or to say things about them. But though a lot of times, those people are the best of friends when the camera right. is not on. They didn't know you had the camera on them. But All right. uh, don't, don't think that they don't get together when a good business deal come up. Politics <laughs> is not, is not, is not a lot of times what we think it is. I've, see, I've been dealing with this mess since 1957, a lot of things are said. People even have held offices and did it things and said things. I, I've been around so long that I've known more about that than they do. And uh, when we get to, and when we get to the point, whereas we start equating them as. Um, the two boys are across the street fighting each other. Uh, we, we, we'll get thrown off. We'll get thrown off. Yes, yes, yes. Sir, sir, sir mm-hmm. thank you for all you, you do for us. I know your children have got to be just loving you today and every day because you've instilled so much in everybody that you reach and touch. Yeah, well, I... Is this the official, is this the official Father's Day? Is this Father's Day? Tomorrow. Tomorrow's Father's Day. Okay, good, good. Don't worry about Father's Day. Father's Day is an afterthought. After Mother's Day. <laughs> but I, my kids, they're listening. I, 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 only thing I can say to them right now, size 44. And, uh, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta tell you something. I, I saw a TikTok or something a couple of days ago. It was Steve Harvey. Mm-hmm. And his, I don't know if that boy was his grandson, because he seemed young enough to have been his grandson. But he looked like he was like 20 or 25 years old. Mm-hmm. So so he's bringing Steve's box of shoes, right? And he's handing them to Steve. Uh-huh. And, 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 and so Steve goes, 
he goes, you got money for these guys? Because they were apparently some very expensive shoes, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and so the grandson said, well, I got them at the place where you buy them, and you have an account over there. And Steve, Steve took the boxes, slammed them a little bit in the chest, and he goes, man, are you serious? You bought me a gift with my, a Father's Day gift with my own money. <laughs> and it was the funniest thing. So hopefully they won't use your money to buy your gift today, okay? Right. Well, I've been blessed. I was able to send, we're able to send all of our children to college and everything. We've been blessed. Oh, yes. uh, And God has been good to us. All righty? Yes, he has. Uh, Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Got to get out of here. Got to run. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful week. Coming next is Worker's Beat. And, uh... Y'all stay tuned to all the great programming here on KNON. Happy happy Juneteenth. Happy Father's Day. All right, happy tomorrow. See y'all tomorrow morning, 930 on Facebook. Heavenly Joy Church, Marianne Barnett Sr. Bye-bye.